7.08 Central Time from the Faith Radio Network. I'm Austin Hill. Employees behaving badly. That's really kind of at the epicenter, I think we'd have to say, of the NFL scandal. The uh, underinflated footballs that were allegedly used in the uh, playoff game between the New England Patriots and the Indianapolis Colts. Now, how in the world, whose job is it really to make sure that the uh, footballs are inflated to the regulatory pounds per square inch figure? I would think that somebody at the league level would be in charge of that. But no, no, no. Uh, people, uh, players from the New England Patriots are being blamed for that. Bill English, publisher of BibleandBusiness.com, has broken down the I, I, really the failures of leadership on multiple levels. So the league says, hey, it's the New England Patriots' fault. I don't know how the league allows one team to dominate the management of the uh, the air pressure in the footballs. Is that not kind of a leadership failure right there, Bill English? Yeah, I think it is. You know, one of the points I made in my article on employees behaving badly out of BibleandBusiness.com is that the referees never noticed this. You know, and the referees handle balls all the time from both sure. teams uh, throughout the throughout the season. And one would think that if... If uh, one, if eleven out of twelve balls, which were underinflated, there's no one's disputing that, and no one disputes the fact that an underinflated ball is easier to grip, especially in snow and rain and cold weather. Uh, no one's disputing that either. One would think that the uh, referees might have found that. I don't know the pregame process of <clears throat> how they uh, determine if the balls are inflated correctly or not, though. I, I, so- I haven't found that in any of the news reports. Right. So there's this, uh, okay, so the, the league deflects and says, well, we didn't do it. Go talk to the, uh, the New England Patriots. And a lot of fingers start pointing at the, uh, the quarterback, Tom Brady. Well, the assumption, which, the assumption is that Brady would like an underinflated ball because it's easier to throw, mm-hmm. right? And that's what Brady does. He's, he's a multi-million dollar athlete who throws a ball better than most other people. So uh, it, one, would, one would surmise or connect some dots that Brady would say to the ball boys, hey, underinflate my balls just a little bit, just so I get a little bit of an edge. Now, Brady right. denies that, right? <clears throat> so we right. don't know. We, don't, we really don't know what's happened here per se, but that's what the investigation is about. And, and at a press conference, what, about a week ago, uh, head coach of the New England Patriots, Bill Belichick, this was, this is the, the first uh, moment that, uh, I caught on to this whole thing where I went, whoa, we've got some failures of leadership. The head coach of the team in a nationally televised press conference says, I don't know anything about this. Go talk to my quarterback. I mean, a coach doesn't do that. I mean, d- does a manager say, Hey, I, I have no responsibility here. Uh, go talk to my, uh, my underlings, the people that I supervise. I mean, that that just seemed to be one of the most profound failures of leadership here. Your thoughts? Yeah, on that? and I, I totally agree. What Belichick should have done was to said, I don't know anything about this, but we are going to investigate and we're going to make that public and we're going to get to the bottom of this. What, what was so surprising to me was the complete lack of curiosity on the part of Belichick about what's happening under his watch. And uh, <clears throat> Brady just coming along in his conference and saying, I don't know anything. I'm completely uh, in the in the dark. Uh, really, really? I mean, Tom Brady, here you have a, a guy that gets paid millions of dollars a year to throw a football, and he can't tell that the ball is underinflated. That's, that's a tough one for people to swallow. Uh, that's just tough. 
And then most recently, Robert Kraft, Bob Kraft, the owner of the team, yeah. uh, held a press conference, uh, I think just yesterday, actually, and said, uh, my goodness, if all these terrible, nasty allegations made against us by uh, people, if they uh, prove to be false, and they will be, uh, people will all owe all of us a big apology. Really sort of implying that uh, there's been no wrongdoing at all here. Again, I guess, Bill English, a lack of curiosity as to what may or may not have happened. I think a lack of curiosity on Kraft's part, and also a guy who's trying to stand up for his guys and come to their rescue and and trying to stand up for Belichick and Brady. Understandably so, right? Mm -hmm. But at the same time, he had 11 of 12 balls that were underinflated, and he seems to not really care that that violated the league rules. And so now you have potentially an employer behaving badly here, as well as uh, employees. It just seems to me that Kraft ought to let the process go because something is wrong. Some rules were violated, and Kraft ought not to be asking the league for an apology while they're doing the investigation. And, and they wouldn't be investigating had the balls been properly inflated. Right. Bill English is the publisher of BibleandBusiness.com. He's in studio with us. What can we glean? What kind of wisdom can we glean from this uh, this mess uh, in the NFL heading into uh, the Super Bowl weekend? A lot of dysfunction in the room or on the playing field or in the back office, whatever. I mean, it's it's all over the place. Where do you start to say, okay, here's how we fix this mess? Well, for me, um, as as a Christian business owner, it all comes down to understanding what your values are for the organization and then being willing to enforce them regardless of the price. So even if your top talent is the talent that is violating your um, values, you as the owner need to enforce that. You know, God in the the scriptures uh, is said to not be a respecter of persons. In other words, no matter who we are, no matter our station in life, he will uh, enforce his moral law equally and and justly, and I I, I think all Christians would agree with that. By the same token, Christian business owners should be doing the same thing. I would certainly think so. Um, I tell you what, let's take a quick break. When we come back, uh, let's talk about uh, wisdom for the Christian business owner or maybe even the pastor who uh, is the organizational head of a church or maybe even a, a nonprofit parachurch ministry. We see the dysfunction. It makes sense the way you've spelled this out uh, with the NFL. Uh, let's not repeat that process. Let's uh, correct course and make better choices. Let's find out how to do that. Bill English, publisher of BibleandBusiness.com, in studio with us once again. Uh, we'll learn more in moments. It's now 7.15. This is the Faith Radio Network that you're listening to. It's now 7.17 Central Time from the Faith Radio Network. I'm Austin Hill, Bill English from BibleandBusiness.com, in studio with us once again. So, Bill, uh, pastors, business owners, other organizational leaders, they'd probably probably like to steer clear of uh, this dysfunction with the NFL altogether. Um, can, can we avoid this altogether, or is it more a matter of uh, navigating our way through these situations when they come up? What are your thoughts? Yeah, I really think you're navigating uh, your, your way through it, because what, what Belichick and Brady and potentially a ball boy have done here is simply a result of our fall. I mean, it's a result of the sin principle that's at work in all of us. And uh, they really want to win, and they might even be willing to push the envelope on the rules. We know that from 2007 during the Spygate thing when Belichick was fined a half a million dollars 
for his role in that. And so uh, these are things that are they are going to crop up in a small business. They're going to crop up. People are going to behave badly. You're not going to avoid it. You simply need to manage it well. Step one for the organizational leader, business owner, uh, nonprofit leader, what have you, in terms of resolving, okay, I will have problems. I will deal with it differently. What is that step one? Step one is to have uh, clearly stated what your company's values are and what those what those values look like in action and what they what the opposite of those values looks like in action that's part of the leadership philosophy that I teach uh when I work with uh small businesses and so uh you clearly state your values you behavioralize your values and then you also state what it looks like when people are violating the values from there you have the ability to go to step 2 which I'm assuming you would ask next and what is step two, Bill English, <laughs> from BibleandBusiness.com? Well, Hang on a heads. second. Wait a minute. Wait, wait. Yes, the question. What is step two, what Bill is step English? Two? Then you yes. enforce them. You simply okay. enforce them. And uh, you, have to, you have to have a very kind of take your I like, I want to be liked hat off. And you mm-hmm. put your manager hat on and you say, this is what you have done. Here is the behavior that we've observed. This is out of bounds. Here's what you need to do to correct it. If you don't correct it, uh, it could lead to uh, uh, all sorts of bad things, including termination. See, and, and I'm glad you, you phrase it that way, because step two, we can resolve to enforce the rules. But that comes at a price. It, you you become unpopular. You become, I mean, if, if, if ownership or management in the New England Patriots uh, were to step up and say, we enforce the rules even on our star quarterback, well, my goodness, that uh, becomes a wildly unpopular thing. And you think of that on a local level, smaller level with a small business or even a pastor in a church or an elder board in a church or what have you saying, we enforce the rules, whether they're popular or not. That That's a costly thing, isn't it? It really is. And we think that we're going to cost the future of the organization. Whenever you, whenever you let the culture, whenever you let an employee behave badly at the expense of the organization, what you're saying to everybody else is that that employee is indispensable. And that simply isn't true. Um, culture always trumps success, it trumps strategy, and it trumps individual bad behavior. So you simply have to go through and, and, and discipline that person. And if they leave, they leave. And if they're top talent, they're top talent, and they leave, God will provide what you need when you need it for your business. Very interesting. Uh, Bill English, he's the publisher of BibleandBusiness.com in studio with us. By the way, coming up on tomorrow's edition of Austin Hill in the Morning, former University of Minnesota standout and a Super Bowl winning tight end Ben Utech will be joining me on the program uh, to get a player's perspective on the NFL scandal. Uh, Bill English and his thoughts on employees behaving badly and examples of that abound in this NFL situation. You can find Bill English's uh, writing on this subject uh, on our website at myfaithradio.com. Before we uh, wrap up here, the uh, uh, the Faith Radio Business Breakfast series is uh, getting closer and closer. March 12th is our kickoff date. I'm getting very excited about that. You know, I am too. Uh, we have four breakfasts coming up uh, on the second Thursday of each month for March, April, May, and June. And uh, these the topics were selected based on the survey that we did last fall. People will remember that we were you know, uh, hyping a survey uh, for business owners to take last fall. And we took their some of their core pain points, and we now have solutions for those pain points in this breakfast series. 
Looking forward to it. I, I have the honor of being the uh, keynoter at the first event coming up on March 12th. And uh, one of the uh, things that uh, you read about um, very extensively, Bill, in the survey that we conducted here at Faith Radio and with the University of Northwestern St. Paul is that a lot of business owners don't believe that they're getting a good return on their advertising and marketing expenditures. And understandably so, I get that. Uh, The subject of my presentation will be good business and good deeds. Combine your marketing with community service for a bigger, better return. And I think I've got some ideas to uh, to unpack in that scenario uh, that can actually uh, really kind of pump up the volume and, and make our marketing and uh, advertising efforts more effective. So I'm looking forward to that, and it's going to be a great day on March 12th. And I think that your topic, when you explained the, the content of your topic to me the other night, I was, I'm very excited about what you're going to do. I think it could revolutionize the marketing for a number of small businesses and really make it successful. I hope I can live up to that. <laughs> no, I, I, I think I've got some wisdom to no. share, and it's uh, things that I've tried with uh, companies uh, uh, over the years, and I think we'll have fun, and it'll be hopefully insightful as well. Yeah, I'm not overhyping this at all. I really think you've got some good ideas there. Very good. And we've got uh, three other dates after March 12th. And uh, get over to MyFaithRadio.com for the info on this. Wherever you're listening to us, we hope you can join us at the University of Northwestern St. Paul on that date. Uh, the other dates and, and what's uh, still to come. Tell us more. Yeah, so you're you're on March 12th at uh, 730. By the way, the cost is $49 per person. We are broadcasting these over WebEx as well as in person. So mm-hmm. if you cannot make it in person, you can still sign up and still hear the presentation portion of each breakfast. So on March 12th, uh, Austin, there's you. On the 9th, I'll be speaking about how to hire great employees using the opt-out method. Uh, and that's a method that I have successfully used as a business owner, and it really is a great way to interview and to find good employees. Dale Hutchcraft, a professor here at Northwestern, will be talking on May 14th about building and leading your management team. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to follow up with a good friend of mine, Dr. Rolf Ingwall, who's local here. He uh, heads up a ministry called Partnership Principles. He works with professional athletes and small business owners. He's going to talk about hearing the voice of God for decision-making in business, and cool. that'll be occurring on June 10th. You can find all of these dates both at Faith Radio and at BibleandBusiness.com. Excellent. MyFaithRadio.com, our place in cyberspace. He's Bill English. He's with BibleAndBusiness.com. Thanks very much. This is um, very intriguing, frankly a lot of fun, but very insightful, the way you've broken down this uh, this high-profile mess in the NFL and uh, really interjected some wisdom into it for all of us. So thanks very much, and it's uh, great to see you as well. Good to see you. It's now 725 Central Time. This is the Faith Radio Network. I'm Austin Hill. We're glad you're with us. Breakpoint is on the way in moments.